We're in Isaiah chapter 12, uh, a reason to celebrate. Uh, there's a lot, there's, we're celebrating God's grace and God's um, uh, abundance, abundant provision always that's available for all of us. Isaiah chapter 12, starting with verse 1. Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the peoples. Proclaim that His name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for He has done grace, uh, gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Lord, we pray, Lord God, that you would continue to be with us, Lord God. Lord, that you would continue, Lord God, to uh, stir up, Lord God, that joy in serving you, that joy in walking with you. Lord, let each one, Lord, experience in greater ways the extent of your salvation, which you brought upon each one of us, Lord God, as you saved us from our sin, as you're saving us, Lord God, even from the evil and the wickedness in our world. Lord, the limitations of our world, Lord God, you have provided above and beyond. Lord, extend our experience of your salvation that joy may always be well up within us, that praises, that your praises will always be on our lips. Lord, that with great gladness, we shall proclaim your name to the ends of the earth every day of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you remember a time when you were probably so mad at someone that you could not think of something good for them? You probably wanted them to feel the weight, in a sense, of their crime or their offense against you. You most likely wanted them to suffer even a little bit as a consequence of their action against you. I wonder if you would like to be with them and fellowship with them, or if you were looking forward to fellowship with them after what you've encountered with them. Most likely, it would, it would be a feeling, I don't want to see you, I don't want to be near you, I don't want to get close to you. That's one thing. But what if these people who've offended you so much, is there a desire in your heart to help them? What if you're asked to help them? How about providing the solution to their problem or about blessing them? I'm sure in your heart, I'm sure the feeling is no way. No way. I'm not going to do that. So I was thinking about that scenario. I realized that that is in part the Christmas narrative. What do I mean by that? A people who rebelled against God, a people who had broken the heart of God many times. In fact, this is the very same people who abused and crucified and rejected Christ. Yet God's heart, God's plan never changed. God never abandoned man. God never turned his back on his rebellious people. Looking into the book Isaiah this year has been an amazing challenge. It has forced us to study, to understand better. But one of the greatest joy I have seen and discovered in our walk through Isaiah this year 
is discovering God in the midst of suffering, in the midst of trials, and in the midst of judgment. No matter how painful, no matter how challenging the circumstances we're facing, you always get to see God. God is always there. God is always doing something. God is establishing His purpose in your lives and in our world, no matter what our situation is. Consider this again. The book of, of the prophet Isaiah declares and prophesies judgment because of, of Israel's rebellion or God's people's rebellion, their sin multiple times against God. In fact, Isaiah was ministering to God's people who God said will not listen to him. In fact, will reject them and will reject his message. In fact, reject God's word. But God has never rejected them, never abandoned them. His plan and His purpose for them, God has kept working on despite their rebellion. Isaiah 12 is no different. In Isaiah 11, uh, Isaiah 11 prophesies the coming Messiah, the Savior of a, of a rebellious people. Then to, to cap the prophecy is a song of thanksgiving. Verse 1, uh, and then, in, then chapter 12 in verse 1 really caught my attention. The seeming weird, impossible truth about our God is truly life-changing. Verse 1 says this, Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. Now think about this. Israel has continued to rebel despite the coming, despite God providing generously, despite God not abandoning them, despite God working out His purpose, despite God prophesying that the Savior will come. Yet Israel kept, has kept rebelling against God. In a sense, God had the right to be angry, and that's what verse 1 says. Lord, for though you were angry with me. So God, the, 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 uh, uh, the writer Isaiah was expecting God to be angry. Then he says, but your anger turned away that you might comfort me. God is angry. This is not just a bad mood type of angry. This is righteous anger. God has the right to be angry. His generosity, His uh, unconditional love, His undeserved graciousness has been rejected and rejected. Yet God has not given up on His people. He's engaged with His people. He has not forsaken them. He is still and will be forever faithful to His Word and to His promises. Then this amazing statement, your anger turned away. How can this be? No more anger? Why could this be true? Could this be the truth for me? Could this be the truth for us? Could this be the truth for you? Isaiah 11 verse 12 says this, He will raise a signal for the nations and will assemble the banished of Israel and gather and the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of this earth. Notice, it is the Messiah who will do it. Notice, it is God who sends a Savior. He will gather the banished, those who rebelled against God, those who got... Who were, who were exiled because of their rebellion against God. God will gather them back together. He will gather the dispersed, get them 
get them, bring them back together again. Man's sin, friends, did you notice this? Man's sin, their rebellion did not drive away God. Man's rebellion or rejection of God did not change God's love. Then the other part of that verse says this, that you might comfort me. Does this make sense? Does this not look weird? The angry will be the comforter. Have you ever, has somebody been angry at you and against you that a few minutes later you turn to that person who's angry at you and get comfort because of your mistake? Doesn't it feel weird? Yet the scripture here says, Isaiah says, that in spite God's anger, that anger gets turned away. And in fact, it's turned away so much that Isaiah says that God will be the comforter. The grieved will be the comforter. The offended will be the comforter. The rejected, the abused, and the disrespected will be the comforter. The grace, the compassion, and mercy of God is unparalleled. It is truly one of a kind, amazing in every way. What does this comfort mean? What, well, what will this comfort do? Isaiah declares in the next few verses. Verse 2, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust. I will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song and has become my salvation. Wow. The first verse, he says he's angry. But then in the second verse, he says, I turn to you. Doesn't that look impossible? Doesn't that feel out of this world? God is my salvation. Despite my sin and rebellion against God, He provided my salvation. He is my salvation. Many times our real struggle is not whether God has the power to save us. Many times our struggle is, can we trust God? To save us because we know we've broken his heart. We know we disobeyed him. We know we rebelled against him. We know we're sinners. A real struggle is whether his anger has really been turned away. But I realize that gangs, God's anger did not lead to an outburst. God's anger is not, a, not like human anger that's out of control. God's anger led him to provide salvation for all of us. God's anger is never out of control. The question now is this. Will you trust him? His anger has been turned away. He does not deal with us in anger or out of anger. He deals in trust. Faith is the way we can relate with Him. So again, the question is, will you turn and trust God? Will you turn in faith towards God? Verse 3 says, With joy you will draw near from the, well, from the water, draw water from the wells of salvation. Friends, joy will be the fruit of salvation. There's a great reason to celebrate. Why? Our greatest impossibility, which is sin, was provided salvation by Jesus Himself. Jesus, our Lord, dealt with our greatest impossibility, which was sin. 
This was given as a gift despite our evil hearts. In fact, this gift of salvation is the only way that our wicked hearts can be transformed. The only way sin can be dealt with, the only way that our hearts can be transformed is when we reach out and trust God. See, our religious culture tells us you have to level up, you have to meet a standard, you have to fix your life, then maybe you can go to God. But the gospel says, no, go to God right now. You're, bring your messed up life. Bring your rebellious life before God because it is He who leads us to salvation. It is He who provides salvation. There is a reason to celebrate. Our greatest impossibility was provided a way out and it was given as a gift. Verse 4, and you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the peoples, proclaim that His name is exalted, sing praises to the Lord for His done gloriously, let, his, let this be made known in all the earth, shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Now let's go back to verse 1 where, where, where Isaiah talks about the Lord's anger. Here's God who's angry. And his anger is turned away. And he's, and, and he's provided salvation. The salvation is so amazing. The joy is so powerful that, that, that Isaiah says, in the end, you're going to sing the praises of God. You're going to proclaim his name. Great is he in your midst. The work of salvation of God, the comfort of God is so amazing. You will give thanks. You'll proclaim his name. Sing praises to the Lord. will shout for joy. For great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. I don't know where you are today. I don't know how you're feeling. I don't know what you're struggling with. But friends, we can go to God right now. If our life is messed up, God can fix it. Don't wait till you fix your life. Go to God right now. His anger has turned away. He's provided a Messiah. In fact, that's the reason we celebrate Christmas. Not because a baby was born, but because the fulfillment of God's promise that the Messiah will come, has come. In fact, the Messiah has fulfilled His work and has provided salvation for all of us. So as we close, the crucial and everyday question we are faced to answer is this. Will you trust God? Will you trust God today? Will you trust God tomorrow? Will you trust God in every area of your life or for every area of your life? Great men and women of God in the past are remembered for their faith in God, not their failures. Although... If you look for them, you will surely find them because all great men of God were simply men just like you and us. But, God, but their faith in God turned them around and let them experience the best that God has for you. I believe 2022 is going to be a great year, not because everything will turn around, but because we can trust God, because we can turn to God. Because God's heart and God's purpose has not changed no matter what has happened 
and what is happening in our world. So again, the question is, will you trust God again today? And when you do, there's always a reason to celebrate because God's goodness, God's compassion, God's graciousness goes with you as you keep trusting God every day of your life. Let us pray. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, for everyone that's listening. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, for everyone that you're working on each of their hearts, Lord God. You're transforming them. Lord, that you're drawing them to you, that they might come to a place of trust, that they might come to a place of faith with you, Lord God. Lord, that they might experience the joy of salvation, that there, that there will be so much joy, Lord God, there will be a, 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 a praises welling up from their hearts, declaring and experiencing how amazing you are in their lives. Lord, I pray, Lord God, for each one, that you would visit them. Lord, let the reality of your presence be something they experience. Let the reality of your salvation something be something that changes them. If you've not experienced the salvation of God, today is the day. As you turn and trust God. If you want to make that commitment today, I want to pray with you. Just pray with me right now to say, Lord Jesus, thank you for the salvation that's available in you in Christ. Lord, I turn and give my life to you. I entrust my life to you and I trust you for my life. Transform me. Let your presence dwell in me that I might experience the fullness of your salvation. Be transformed and maybe end up declaring your praises to a world that doesn't know you. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, Merry Christmas. God bless you. And let's look forward to an amazing new year because God is with us.